Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. I'm JT and I'm here with my man, Joey. What's up, guys? And we are going to be discussing the golden ratio. Two, three, three. What is the golden ratio of Bulletproof for BJJ? Elaborate. This is our general recommendation for the average jiu-jitsu player who wants to be strong, wants to be mobile, wants to be as kind of injury-proofed as you can, as anyone can be, and also get better at jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. So we're taking into account you don't have a shitload of time to spend in the gym. You would really like to be spending as much time as possible on the mats, getting better at that. Of course. You, so you know, you're not, you're not a gym bro or a gym gal. It's not your thing. Uh, but you're willing to put some time into it. And this is, all right, well, here's what we reckon you should be doing each week. Now it's the base, two, three, three is what we call it. And once you've got our app in your hands, which is coming soon, a lot of the stats that the app will be giving you about your training and the feedback is based on this two, three, three. But it's simply two strength sessions per week, three jujitsu, three mobility, right? So it's a total of eight sessions in the week that you need to tick off. So we're going to go into it. We're going to talk about the, the ratio and then we're going to go into some common questions because obviously you probably already have some questions about it listening to this. You're like, but I want to train to just do five, six times. Like what about that? Or like I can't lift twice or yeah, whatever. We'll go there. Yeah, definitely. And this is something that we've come to over the years. This isn't something, oh, we just made it up yesterday. I mean we've been doing Bulletproof now like four years, a bit more, you know, and also our own experience working with people who do jiu-jitsu uh, from, you know, world-class athletes down to everyday people. And really there's a point of diminishing return. If you're actually lifting too much, it will negatively impact your jiu-jitsu. And what we're talking about here and is – And vice versa, right? vice versa. If you're doing too much shit, jits. that will negatively affect your jits <laughs> yeah. and your lifting and yeah. – Yeah, the point of diminishing return is doing more doesn't make you better. This is a real misnomer. Like one more session doesn't make you – you know, and, and I think obviously we, we, we have touched on this before where coaches just want you on the mat all the time. Yeah. Like just be here. Be here every day. You'll be better. Even when you're tired, show up. Yeah, even when you're injured, just yeah, be here. And it's like uh, that serves them but that doesn't necessarily serve you. And what I have found with people who go really hard, they can't sustain it. Yeah. It's literally not sustainable. So they might be doing twice a day is every day. Then they get injured. You don't see them for three months. Yeah. How many sessions are they doing when they're injured? Zero. So when you average it out across the year, did they do more? No. If anything, they might have done less than that person who is showing up consistently doing three sessions a week. Yeah. And so this is something we've come to. Yeah, it's really the long game piece, isn't it? Important to mention, like this is some kind of basic shit, but it'd be remiss not to mention it. Like you can only handle so much training in a week. Yes. Well, you can only handle so much stuff. So, Anything. you know, work, family, like um, whatever your fucking dog got sick, like, you know, shit that you got to do, you got to go help your parents. With take, stuff. Like, take the car to the mechanic. Yeah, all the, right. All this sort of stuff is a load on you and on your physiology. And then you add jujitsu, you add some strength training, you add some mobility. Obviously, when you're a bit younger, you've got less of those responsibilities. You also have a bit more kind of youthfulness on your side. So potentially you can push it a bit harder. 
as you get a bit older, like things will change. But that basic principle of like you can only handle so much load each week is really the thing we're getting at here. So when we're looking at the general jiu-jitsu player, right, the average person who's like, yeah, I want to get better at jits. I also would like to be a bit stronger and I, I see the benefit in going and doing a bit of strength work, whether that's following our program or something else. Um, and I could definitely benefit from being a bit more mobile. We're like, well, if you hit the two, three, three, you can improve across all of those areas and you should also be able to recover adequately. Like that's the minimum effective dose for you to get better across the board. Key phrase. Um, We've been saying it for a while now, guys, but the MED, minimum effective dose, it's not about, oh, doing more equals better. It's like what is the least amount you can do which is going to give you what you need. And that's the thing. We're all geared up on peak performance and being the best. and all. It's like actually to improve, you don't have to do that, but you do have to be consistent. So what is going to be something that you can repeat on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis? And yeah, like what we've found in ourselves and also in people we coach and train is that if, if you're lifting consistently twice a week, You'll get stronger. And also, if you're putting aside just a small amount of time every week to focus on improving your range of motion, whether it be your hips, your shoulders, your back, whatever it is, you will get better. Yeah. And this this has crazy crossover in terms of unlocking how good you feel. You know, I think we just accept as jiu-jitsu people that we're going to feel fucked up. Oh, I'm sore all the time. Jiu-jitsu life. You know, I was, I was talking with a friend of ours yesterday, a black belt, yep. who was like sort of relaying to me how for the last few years he's actually felt depressed because his body was so beaten up. Yeah. Fucking savage jiu-jitsu player, mm. but like beaten up, broken. And he's like, man, I was actually fucking depressed. And then he's like, and since I've just been into all this mobility shit, like I've only now realized how shit I felt. Compared to now. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, that's huge, right? Like it's, it's, it's un, like it not only unlocks the body, it unlocks like some fucking mental darkness. Yeah. You know? For sure. So let's talk about this. Like, because some people are like, well, what's mobility? Because we, we talk, we bang on about it yeah. all the time. What people is a like, session? What's a mobility session? What's that look like? So, all right, here's how we've framed it. When you are newer to the mobility piece, which is arguably of all the shit we're putting out right now, This is the stuff that the majority of people are less familiar with. Yes. When you're newer to it, it's really just about building a habit. So it's about, hey, pick a few stretches, few basic things. They can be dynamic. They can be static. It doesn't really matter. Like it's just about doing a bit of of work on your mobility handful of times per week. Now, our recommendation for the beginners out there is that you tack this on to either the beginning or the end or ideally both of your jiu-jitsu training. Yes. So you would do... 10 to 12 minutes in your warm-up, 10 to 12 minutes in your cool-down. This is before class. And we're not saying during the warm-up of your class, show up early, do a little bit to get yourself right, and then finish at the end and doing some stuff to make you feel better. Exactly. So if you're, let's say you're training jiu-jitsu three times a week, then that's, and let's say you're only doing the warm-up. Let's say you're like, oh, this is fucking hard for me. All right, 10 minutes before the class starts, your own personal warm-up, three times a week that ticks the boxes of the three mobility sessions, right? For the more intermediate to advanced practitioner that no longer constitutes a mobility session. No. 
All that is really is just you doing some movement prep before you start training. Taking care of business. That's right. And so in that way, what our expectations of you are is as you get further down this path, you do your little movement prep before class, but your mobility training actually happens separately from that. And don't get me wrong, you could still do it before jiu-jitsu or after, Mm. but it's more like 10, 15, 20 minutes where it actually becomes more of a focused mobility session that is designed to push the needle on your range of motion. Yeah, you've got to get repeated reps to get the gains. That's right. And it's, it's, it's strength training, yeah. right? When we're talking about some of the, the stuff that's in our like intermediate and advanced, uh, like in standards and in the mobility yeah. foundation that's coming, the update to that program on the, on the new app, it's strength training at that point. It's yes. loaded mobility. It's dynamic. Like you're moving, you're contracting, you're – Really, if you look at that, it's like it's no different to the stuff you're doing for your deadlifting and your squatting and shit. So in that regard, it requires more focus and it requires energy and it also requires you to have the intention of trying to get into better positions. Yes. So for the beginner, it's just about building the habit and unlocking some tightness. But then for someone who's really trying to sort of take it to the next level, you need to be applying the same idea of progressive overload to your mobility training that you are to your strength. That's right. So it's like, all right, last week I was working this for my hip flexors. All right, this week I want to get to here. Yep. I want to get to this range or I want to get to this on the pancake. Oh, I or want to feel freer. That's right. Yeah, I want to do that and not feel like my hip's going to snap in half. Yeah. It's like I'm working there and I'm not dying there. Yeah. And that's that's an interesting feeling. And it, what what I found at least when I was doing seminars, I would make people do the first round and then everyone's like, that's fucked. I hate mobility. What are you doing to us? get them to do a second round, automatically people are like, oh, this is easier. So like, yeah, of course. We found a bit more range. We've got a bit more blood in there. Third round, people are like, dang. God's that. I'm mobile. Yeah. I don't need this. I'm done. I'm sold on stretching. I'm going to do this every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> Walk out. See you later. Last time. Yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. The hardest part is like getting through that initial bit where it doesn't feel so good to then make the gains. Yeah. Actually, I think range of strength might have said this. It's mobility until it's a strength exercise and it's a strength exercise until it's a mobility exercise. There's like a cycle to it that like you're trying to improve your range of motion and then once you've improved it, you strengthen it until maybe that limits your ability to go further and then – like it was, it was interesting the way – he said it. I'm, I'm kind of butchering. Yeah, it I think it's just it's mobility. It's be, it's mobility first, and then it's strength. Strength, right? Because yeah, you you unlock the range, and then you strengthen it. Yeah. So you know, we talk about it like with with a with a back squat or a goblet squat. It's like someone that's tight. They're going to find that the little bit of load allows them to get a bit deeper. A bit deeper. And so the emphasis for that individual should be: let's just try and get deep. Let's just try and make this position as fully expressed as possible. Yeah. Whatever that is, right? Um, maximum knee bend, maximum hip flexion, neutral spine as an example. And then once you've achieved that, then it's like, all right, now let's fucking load that up. Let's get really strong there. All through. But if you try to do the second thing without doing the first thing, you fuck yourself up, right? Very hard to do. So, yeah, uh, add range before load. That's the thing I learned from people smarter than me. I I was just going to reinforce, yeah. So the expectations for the less experienced practitioner are different to the the more experienced ones. Gentlemen. Y'all strive for gold in your life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. However, there is a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks with confidence of a lion and he giggles in the face of danger. He's a big, hairless winning machine and when he unzips his pants, he sees platinum. That's right. 
Manscaped would like to announce that their biggest and best ultimate hygiene bundle, the Platinum Package 4.0, is now available worldwide. You too can have this same level of hygiene. You can get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code GRIZZLY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. It's time you enjoyed the finer things in life. Get yourself a Platinum Package for your Platinum Package. Yeah. And what do we say to people who say, ha, huh, golden ratio... Three jits a week, that's not enough. What about more jits? I want to train jits five times a week, Joey. What do you say to me? I say to you, James, you can train as much jits as you want, right? We don't want to fuck with that, and that's your thing. Cool. However, personal opinion, unless you're a professional athlete, like unless, or unless you're like trying to be as competitive as possible with jiu-jitsu, I would argue that any more than five sessions is just ridiculous. Okay, let me clarify that. If you are doing five classes and then you're also doing a couple of sessions where you get together with someone and you're workshopping, drilling, that kind of thing, that's not really a session. As, like a, as I sure. see it, a yeah. session is like you're, you're, you're drilling, you've gone through some new technique and then you're rolling. Sparring, yeah. Right, sparring. So take this with a grain of salt. Feel free to kind of – the lines oh, are blurred the there. The Meow brothers are bowling in their graves right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he's like alive. my joints feel great yeah. <laughs> of course there's no tendons <laughs> no ligaments no issues yeah you know so like i said you take it with a grain of salt but for the general practitioner and this is me too right these days i'm not doing standalone drilling i don't make time for that i go to a class i know that that's where i'm going to get my jiu-jitsu yep. so i go to class we do the warm-up we do the technique we do some positional stuff and then we spar yeah so for me i'm like if i'm looking at that and this is the standard jiu-jitsu class approach Three of those a week is enough for you to progress. Yes. Right now, if you want to do more, by all means do more, but understand that by doing more, you are potentially taking away from your ability to recover. And then if you are taking away from your ability to recover, we have to ask, are you actually getting as much from those jujitsu sessions as you could be? Mm. Now, if the answer to that is an honest and maybe not, well, then perhaps less is more. Yes. So perhaps by doing three, and when you do three, like, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week, I'm training. You set that at the beginning of the week. You show up to those sessions with an intention. Yep. This is my third, this is my second, this is my third session this week. I'm getting the most out of this. But if you're showing up like, oh, yeah, I'll probably go in tonight. Oh, yeah, I'll go in tomorrow night. And then, you know, often it's a flaky approach and you're kind of half in the session. You're not really bringing much energy. Like, yep. do you know what I mean? I've been guilty of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I really do believe that, Less is more in that regard. So volume doesn't necessarily equate to quality. Exactly. Because you're like, oh, I'm going to train tomorrow, so it doesn't matter if I kind of – Shit night tonight. Yeah. It's ah, if I've got tap eye or whatever. It's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is interesting psychologically how that goes. If we said that a training session – say you got three a week, so each session is 33% of your jiu-jitsu for that week. Adding a fourth session doesn't equal I'm now at 133%. No. Does that make sense? Because if you've done three sessions, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go to open mat on Friday night. You might come in really wasted. Like you, end of the week, you kind of just chug over the line. It's not actually 33%. That's like a 5% effort. But what it might do to your body is actually send you backwards. And this is this law of diminishing returns. Doing more doesn't equal getting more. In the same way, if you do four sessions right now and you're like, yeah, I'll add a fifth, you're not now at, Plus twenty five percent. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, it's not like, as simple as that. It's not. It's not that simple equation. And what you might find is you're so sore on Saturday, you can barely do the house jobs. 
you can't, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to skip gym today because I just, fuck, body's so sore. Got, my neck got cranked last night. So I had a conversation with a bloke, I think he was a brown belt, can't remember his name now, but from the UK, and he was like, man, I, I fucking love what you guys do. It's on the Instagram. I, I want to ask your advice about recovery, blah, blah, blah. And when we, you know, back and forth, when we got into it, this guy was training jiu-jitsu five days a week. Right. He was lifting weights five days. So he's like, I go in, I go to do my work. At lunchtime, I go and do a 60-minute weight session. I do that five times a week. And then I train jiu-jitsu in the evenings. And then on the weekends, I usually go and like go to an open mat on a Saturday, sometimes a Sunday as well. And then, you Oof. know, and he's like, you know, I want to get strong. I want to get better. What, what do you think? And I was like, what's your setup? Like you got family, kids? What's that? He's like, yeah, I got kids. I'm like, how's your sleep? Are you spending enough time with your family? He's like, yeah. nah, it's fucked. Like <laughs> weekend rolls around. I can't even like, I'm just so tired. I hardly got a ten- like energy for my yeah. kids. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I feel beat up as shit. It's I wake tough. up in the morning. And I'm like, bro, like fucking cut it out. Like yeah. do less. Yes. And for someone like that, and I know there's a lot of people listening who are in a similar position, if you are a high achieving type and you are used to this high volume approach to your training, it is very hard to take your foot off the gas. Yeah. But once you can actually experience that life itself becomes more enjoyable when you're recovering better from things – being able to give time to the other things in your life that are important, which are whatever they are to you. For this guy, I'm like, arguably you want to be in better shape for your kids, right? He's like, sure. that is important to me. So it's like, all right, well, let's free up some fucking recovery time so that you can be. But once you realize, fuck, I can actually perform better in those things mm. and I'm not going backwards in all this jujitsu and strength training shit, yeah. I think that it's a real light bulb moment. You're like, yeah. fuck. I can do more with less. How dare you, Joe Worthington, bring enjoyment into this. I know. <laughs> People aren't getting into this for enjoyment. They're getting into it for the brutality. I'm so fucking weak. God. But I mean, what about more weights? I mean, I do jits three times a week, but I you know, I love lifting weights. It's part of my identity. Yeah. Uh, I like to do weights four or five times a week. Now, do I always do it four or five times a week? No, sometimes it's three. But I do like getting in the gym. Fucking pussy. Get a pump. You know, and there's a lot of people out there, maybe they have CrossFit background, powerlifting background. They're used to being in People do gym. CrossFit these days? Yeah, I heard. They, they still exist. I thought they went to F45. They may have. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I think it's, uh, it's whatever your habit is. So for some people, they're like, I'm a runner. I do jits, but I run every day. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, cool. It's just – it's no, that. Fuck that. No more running. It's no. Over. But it's the default mode of – I enjoy this, I do it. Yeah, that's but, another hobby, isn't it? Right. What would you say to the person like our man, Cash? Oh, He's Cash. He's been getting his pump on lately. I got, I got some footage. Cash cr- crushed it at a recent comp. Yeah, Cash He's get, Yeah, my man. Yeah. He's going to – from New Jersey, shout out, bro. Shout out. He's going to um, – he sent me some stuff. I'm going to do a little little featurette on him. D- dirty pump. He's, He's uh, He got him. really upset over that meme I posted – a couple of days ago about the mobile, guy, falling off his, guy <laughs> falling off his bike because injured because yeah. not doing enough mobility. I, but he knows that's him. <laughs> but he knows it. But I'm like, bro, you harbor resentment because you're mobile now and uh, this hurts you. <laughs> if least, you want to lift. for me, yeah. Like I, yeah, if you're the lifting type, right, as you are, and I'm, I'm somewhat of an enthusiast in the gym, yep. then I think you just got to recognize that that's also a hobby you enjoy. Sure. And we're not trying, I'm not trying to advise on that, right? So it's like, yeah, well, if, you, if it's important to you to also change jiu-jitsu but also do some lifting or whatever that is, do that but understand that there is a balance between the two. I definitely wouldn't say like if you want to lift five days a week, do it. Yeah. You know, but monitor like and, – and you obviously do this. Right? I'm not yeah. telling you specifically. No, no, no. That's, no, no, no. For, folk, for folks, it's like, hey, that's great. And we've spoken about this before. 
understand that you're the lifting culture you're in wants yes. you just to lift. Yeah. And understand that your jiu-jitsu culture just wants you to, just wants you to do jit. Yeah. So if you just follow what both cultures say, you will fucking have a head-on collision <laughs> with life. So you have to be able to, to understand what the culture is giving you and then go, hey, actually for me – I think this is what's best. So yeah, I totally, I'm down with that. I'm like, if you're a gym enthusiast, man, train more than two times a week strength. Yeah. But understand what's recoverable, what, what's the term, uh, maximum recoverable volume. Yeah, and with, it's it, there is a cost. Yeah. I see this so much. People say, oh, there's a saying, which is there's no such thing as overtraining, just under recovering. But if we just take that away and go, if you want big performance, you need big recovery. Yeah. And we're not just talking like, oh, I'm trying to get in a nice bath or, uh, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm eating liver or whatever, you know, whatever. I ate like a bull's testicle like last year, so yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. good on the recovery yeah. front. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like making time to allow your body to rest, digest and bounce back. If you're always working, then you're never really building. I was chatting with a, uh, a white belt yesterday who's fucking six months in the game. Kids are savage. We're doing some leg lock training together. Oh, cool. Shout out to Kim. He's fucking great, right? And he was like, he was like, sorry. He's like, sorry, I'm a shit training partner. I'm like, whatever, bro, you're great. Like, Kim's like, bro, I need to get stronger. Like, what's the deal? Like, what do I need to do? Oh, he said, can you write me a program? I'm like, bro, I've, I've written your I've program. Got, I've got it yeah. for you. Um, we got you. But I'm like, how much jits are you doing? He said, I'm doing eight sessions a week. And I was like, bro, whoa. I'm like, too much. Yes. You know, I'm like, I get it. You're into it. You're really good. Obviously, there's a lot of benefits that come from that. But I would argue, I reckon you could do five yeah and you do four and you'd still be fucking just as good if like getting good at the same rate if not faster yeah you know that's just an example that can happen when you're like fuck the more i show up the better i get not necessarily the case in the gym or on the mat this is a hard psychology to break because once you get that feeling of my jiu-jitsu is working oh i'm so good you know I'm, I'm getting better and it's such a satisfying feeling you're like well i just have to do more to get more yeah, but my for sure my Russian coach if him, it was like that red pill blue pill, you know Morpheus like what if I told you you could get stronger by lifting less? What? How's that possible? I think until you actually do it and you take your foot off the gas pedal, and you're okay. I'm just gonna do this, enough of this, just enough of that, and you feel the benefit. You don't know. Yeah, like you just it's hard to tell. But what about? people who can't even hit the golden ratio. What if there's somebody out there who's like, man, I'm barely making two jiu-jitsu sessions. I could be lucky if I lift once a week and do mobility once a week. What do we say to the people who are barely getting there? Well, I guess there is a point where we have to acknowledge like, hey, maybe this isn't for you, right? Sure. And I'm saying like if, you are, if you're barely getting to two jiu-jitsu sessions a week, and you're at the beginner sort of stage, first couple of years, it's probably not enough for you to actually get them, like get something out of this sport. But what if they love it? Like they just love it. It doesn't matter. They're going to keep trying as hard as they can until maybe life shifts around. Maybe their wife leaves them. Uh, you know, they possibly quit their job and just go full time but harder. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, well, if we're holding out for the big day. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so Thanks. we're talking there. Yeah, like, well, look. One strength session a week, that will tick the box. Yep. We said, I've said that, we've said that from the beginning where yep. it's like if you can only do one session of strength per week, man, that will get you stronger, right? If you're just doing 
push-ups and pull-ups and some goblet squats, that will fucking do the trick. If you follow one of our programs, our advice has always been just do one of the workouts and repeat that workout every week. Don't jump between the two workouts. Yes. But yeah, that'll do it, right? You'll get there. One mobility session, yeah, sure. That'll be something, right? Something is absolutely going to help you in that regard. But I would say that like if you find that you are constantly struggling to hit the golden ratio, as an example, the two, three, three, then I think something is not right in how you're managing your time. Yeah. Because if we're saying, well, three mobility sessions could be 10 minutes before class three times a week. Break it up, yeah. Right? Uh, If we're saying that a couple strength sessions doesn't have to be a full one-hour workout, I'm happy if you get in the garage and you do 20 minutes of something. Two exercises, five sets, job done. Yeah. You know, like I I believe that everyone has that time. We're only asking two hours. So we we said 45 minutes – a strength session, so it's two of those. It's 90 minutes. Yeah. And your mobility is broken up into three sessions of 10 minutes. Yeah. That's another half an hour. Like you've got to think that there is a degree of sacrifice. So what does that mean? Okay, don't sit on the couch right now. Get down on the living room floor. You know, do your do your pigeons, you know, like do your lying rotations. Like push the coffee table back. Like make yeah. some space. Like you have to – Don't go out and smash fucking 20 drinks on a Friday night after work. No. Because like, that's going to re- – you know, whatever. Like go out but you're going to wreck your Saturday. Yeah. So, you know, okay, go sleep. Well, get up early Saturday morning, do your strength session. Yeah. You know, get it. Like it's it, the time is there if you want it to be. That's right. Of course there are people that are in extraneous circumstances that do not have this luxury. Acknowledge that. But for the majority of folks, I believe it's totally achievable. Yeah, I think that's the best thing about it. This is accessible to anyone who wants to get better at jujitsu, and and the whole excuse of I don't have time, it's some bullshit. Like you've just got to make the like if you have three jobs, three kids, and your life is not under your own control, I would argue that in itself is not sustainable, and at some point your health is going to careen off a cliff. So let's put jiu-jitsu on the side there. But know that this thing that we've fallen into in society, like I'm busy, Uh, I don't have time, it's fucking bullshit. You've got to think I want this thing, I'm prepared to do what it takes to commit to this thing and it's a small degree of sacrifice, my friends. We've got a voicemail. Should we we hit that up? Let's get him in. By the way, so that base 233 – uh, when you get your hands on our app, which is coming soon, we, you'll be able to track your weekly training and it will give you feedback on that based on this recommendation. So yes. it's really cool. It's a really simple way for you to just log your strength training and your mobility and your jiu-jitsu and get an idea of visually how am I performing each week. Yeah. And the, the, what we're hoping there is that that can just help all of you be consistent with the work so that you're like, holy shit, I've been consistent with this for three, six months. Look at the gains I've got. I'm onto a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's going to be cool. I'm pumped for it. Voice message from Chris. Hey, guys. My name is Chris. I'm from Wisconsin in the United States. I'm just a white belt and uh, new to jiu-jitsu, coming from a powerlifting background. And uh, I found my mobility, gas tank, everything is just in complete the worst shape. Hoping to get your insight on the best way a powerlifter can transition into jiu-jitsu. Thanks. Cool. That's a solid question. Very appropriate for today's chat. Definitely. Thank you for the message, Chris. Shout out to the good people of Wisconsin. Yo, Wisconsin. Um, man, a, that's a great question. So what, what does a powerlifter look like generally, JT? What are we talking there? We're talking SBD, squat, bench, deadlift. and So big and strong. Big and strong. 
but also the way that a lot of these lists are done are to control bar path and control range of motion. A typical thing, and I don't know if this is you, Chris, uh, because some some exceptions to this, the type of squat, like a low bar back squat, is to put the bar as far down your back as you can kind of maintain it so it's closer to your hips so your leverage is better. You also only have to get to just inside a 90 to achieve that. Yeah. Maximal effort. So you're not going for range. You're going for hit the standard because yeah. it's a sport, right? Yeah. and that's and this like is, I want to lift as much as I can for this sport. Max load. And there's huge benefits in in gaining a degree of strength but because it is such a defined sport as these three moves they're also very linear it's very bipedal and so what we mean is two hands two legs it's not asymmetrical and we know that jiu-jitsu is very asymmetrical so as a result when you get people to do things that are regard of asymmetry they don't have efficiency there yeah they use way more energy than they should and also, powerlifters are renowned for having really strong posterior chains, but not necessarily the strongest. So in back of the body, the muscles back, on the back. The butt, the hammies. Yep. You know about the traps. Yep. You know a powerlifter. They look tightness. I don't know if that's a word. but um, Bro, you look tightness. Rah. I'm bringing that back. I like it. <laughs> you know, like a true titan. But you put them on their back and you say, hey, sit up. Getting up off the ground is a challenge. Yeah. And it's because they've created all this stiffness. And so I would say for you, Chris, one of the first steps is not don't lift, but we would look to change the lifts to get you moving through different planes of motion, which mean that you are going to start getting more conditioned at that, not this two foot, two hand kind of two, two D type work. I think that will be a big step. And then the next step is creating the habit of improving range of motion. Because then we always talk about movement efficiency, don't we, Joe? Yeah. As the first step, please elaborate. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's super poignant for Chris here. The movement efficiency piece, power lifter on the mats, big and strong, get your hands on someone, fucking you're a handful. Crush. But for you moving sideways, getting up off the ground, like all these inverting, all these little things that jiu-jitsu requires cost you a lot of energy because your body's not comfortable moving in that way. Restriction. Then you end up thinking like, fuck, my gas tank sucks. When actually, you know, you're just tight and inflexible. And because it costs you a lot of energy to move through these different ranges, your gas tank has to work really hard. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, my recommendation for Chris would be following our strength program, which is like standards, which is based on a lot of unilateral stuff, right? So it's going to be putting you into these new ranges of motion and it's going to be making you more mobile in the process. And then also focusing separately on your mobility so that you are improving range of motion in the, the time that you spend on that. I think that, if you can handle it, I would say don't do any squat, bench, or dead. Like nah, you don't need it, right? You're already yeah. super strong. Yeah, you're good there. You do standards. There's pressing. There's single leg deadlifts. You're still getting that stuff. It's just different variations. But the, all that stuff is going to help you to unlock the body. It's going to impre- increase your movement efficiency. And I think similar to our boy Cash, right? Yes. Who also came from a powerlifting background. He's actually said he's gotten stronger and he's put on more muscle and he moves better and is more flexible. He's like, fucking hell, like – just by doing all this other stuff. Who'd have thought? Yeah, you, you, there's actually like all this untapped low-hanging fruit. So that would be the big advice for Chris. What I would say too is depending on your size and how much muscle mass you're carrying, some of the more basic flexibility stuff might not be heavy enough for you. And this is where a lot of the things we have like the Jefferson curls and whatnot, yep. the more loaded flexibility, sometimes people who are big and strong 
need that kind of load to actually get the response. Yeah. So have a play with that stuff. Don't feel the need to rush into it, but just keep in mind, hey, adding a bit of load and some contraction work into my flexibility might be the key to unlocking your big, strong rig. Yeah, definitely. I think that's great advice. Thank you for the voicemail. If you want to leave us one on the show, go to bulletproofforbjj.com, hit the podcast tab and that'll take you to a spot where you can leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear it. It's great. It allows us to share information that perhaps we're not thinking about uh, that can help you and can help the rest of the community. So please keep them coming. We appreciate it. Definitely. Thank you, guys. Thank you to the YouTube watchers. You like that, JT? I didn't put my hand too far because I didn't want to get in your frame. Thank you. Stop blocking my lines. The little kangaroo arm. (laughs) Uh, We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.